0: Okay, so now we are going to move on to the forwards. Franny, your first forward, please.
1: Oh, I gotta go first. Do you don't have to, to if you
0: don't want to show your hand, if you want to keep, I'm happy to go first. We'll, we'll go on, change let's, the order if that's go on, you, you go first. My first pick is Jeff LeGouy. Mm. Someone Quite who score. absolutely tormented the Devils for years and years. Power play, five on five, penalty kill, someone I thought was probably the one of the players who kept the consistency of mm-hmm. winning through there and I don't think that they replaced his mentality as well as his ability no. after he left. He was there through many different coaches and uh, many different iterations of the Sheffield Steelers but he always... Seemed to forge a partnership with with people him and talbot were very good together for many years yeah, fantastic um yeah for me for influence jeff legui would be right up there
1: funny enough you've mentioned the guy that's on my list <laughs> joe talbot You joey talbot He was almost on my
0: list as well but i thought between him and legui how many are we picking here we're picking three four with each or... yeah okay the time when he's online
2: no well, i'm just wondering how we do it <laughs> Thanks, Fran. (laughs) I'm new at this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just working out which one I would throw in because I'll I'll complete it. I've got a Sheffield guy in my head then, so we'll go all Sheffield this room. Uh, I'm going to go... I don't know if I've got his first name right because I'm I'm having a mind blank. Guillaume Debian.
1: Oh. Mm, Debian. Yeah, Possibly Possibly, again, aside from Brad, that's
2: probably the best power forward I've seen, most effective power forward I've seen play in this league and not someone I'm sure... Uh, Sheffield have replaced
0: as yet
1: no definitely haven't they and they still talk about how much they need especially this year when things aren't going so well yeah. how much they miss a DBM bringing them together yeah. a real
0: nice guy as well yeah, he was yeah, there yeah. the, the ring, uh, a couple of years ago when uh, after he'd retired yes. he had just come for a so a jolly weekend and we uh, we had a chat with him what yeah. a really
1: really nice right. nice bloke and we had been talking to him as well really like oh, ah, yeah. he'd, he'd have been a hero kind of yeah. Yeah. so he, he could very well go down the category as yeah. almost as a devil cool. i mean it was yeah. quite advanced talks
2: so i jumped in on debbie and now you were about to do legui in more detail were you and you were about no, to no. tell but my my, my Le Guin, God, do you want to do your my opening pitch too?
1: for legui was done um so jeff legui another Absolute beauty of a guy as well. Hmm. I met him on Hilly Stag Do, and he's a, yeah, yeah, he, beauty of a guy. Re, you know, real good uh, team guy, fun guy. You know, he's uh, mixed well with the Brits, not just the imports. You know, it was um, yeah, I like him a lot. A lot of time for him, and you know, quite often led the Sheffield Steelers, didn't he? In, yeah. Uh, in points, um, always scored big goals. Yeah, but the reason I went for Joey Talbot, I'm just kind of thinking with my devil's hat on yeah like who suits the devil's mm-hmm. and, and Le Guin would don't get me wrong yeah because you know he was exciting and he had like a lot of passion didn't he and you could see he had fun when he was playing up there Talbot had that like like that solidness about mm-hmm. him didn't he that you know he wasn't like a fighter or anything no. but he was you know he would go to the dirty areas and yeah. he scored a hell of a lot of goals for, um, for Sheffield yeah um yeah, Laguie is a good shout.
2: I think you know they were gruesome too. You know, you put them up with with Calder and Carlson as a as a double act, Le Guin and and Talbot, and and when Sheffield sort of wrestled back control from Coventry as the as the dominant team mm-hmm. in British ice hockey, I think those two were were pivotal to it. And and as you say, guys, they haunted us. Uh, never wanted to give away a, a penalty against them because on that power play, they 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 would kill us. Um, and, and had huge admiration for them and and uh, you know the reason I throw in in debian um, I'm more of the european style I like the, the silky skills but as a a power forward who always respect a power forward who doesn't take dumb penalties and I never thought yeah. he ever took a to, uh, took a dumb penalty um, you know the, the 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 mythical code I always thought he played to the code I remember him getting into a fight with Josh Batch and maybe Bacci got himself in a bit of a vulnerable position and Debian didn't throw a punch and I, I thought he was a straight up guy. And, and... Bacci
1: actually broke his fingers early on in that fight. Oh really?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know that but I thought Debian uh, kind of held off when he could have thrown a, a, a couple more. He scored lots of big goals, he got to the front of the net, he, he, he was a leader but I felt he played the game the the right way so I uh, was always a huge fan when, when he came down.
1: Yeah hell of a player. I'm just yeah. looking at the head-to-head between uh, Joey Talbot and Jeff Legui. So, obviously, Legui does it on longevity because he was there for nine years compared yep. to Talbot's four. Yeah. Um, their first year on the Steelers, Talbot is 54 games, 59 points, 29 goals. Legui, 47 games, 43 points. So, he actually, he didn't get off to the... No. ...the brightest start, you know, 20 goals. Um, the next season... Le, uh, Talbot leads the team in scoring 31 goals off 51 games for 62 points in total um, that was Talbot Legui was in third place 50 games 55 points 23 goals uh, I think the next year Legui does outscore for the first time Talbot so Legui is the top scorer 56 points sorry 56 games 75 points 34 goals same amount of games, same amount of goals, thirty-four. Slightly less assists for sixty-seven points was Joe Talbot, mm-hmm. and then their final year together, um, Talbot just head and shoulders. Then fifty-three games, thirty-six goals, eighty points. Legui did miss a few games, forty-eight games, thirty-two goals, great return, sixty-nine points. Wow. So pretty tight I mean it's not, not separating no. those two
0: is there yeah. I know this is a, a nothing part of, of the decision but I always remember Joe Talbot got cleaned out by Bea Yeah,
1: in that yeah. one yeah, game yes, a, sort
0: of a corkscrew yeah. hit and I remember when it happened it was <laughs> around that time where you just you would open up the, your browser and you'd know there'd be a Sheffield Star story about some sort of sighting from a devil <laughs> Steelers game. And I was convinced that there was going to be some sort of hoo-ha about this hit, even though for me it was clean. Yeah. Well, I actually <laughs> there was found
1: three in, the, three in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Max yeah. Had cleaned out yes. Jeremy Donish, <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody else, yeah.
0: Agree, yeah. But the story was actually Talbot going nah. He absolutely cleaned me out. What a hit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I that, had a lot of respect for him with that. And there because, we go.
1: That's, that's why yeah. he gets him on my list. Yeah, yeah I can he see Because he plays the game the right way. Yeah, yeah no he, he was, he was
0: you know, more happy that a good hit had been dished out rather than he had been sort of uh, on the end of it. Well, I always feel
2: sorry for when you talk about double acts, and I'm sure this changed from season to season. You know, who was the third guy on the line? When you talk about Calder and Carlson, who was the third guy on that line? When you talk about McGuire and and... Uh, Talbot because you know that third guy must have done a great <laughs> job but I always feel sorry for him they never
0: get remembered I couldn't tell you who played on the, the lines uh, with and Carson or, or Le and Talbot no and, and looking at the roster just from the first year that they were together uh, I wonder whether it was possibly Ashley Tate okay uh, he had a he had a great year in that first year because a lot yeah. of the others are centres so Doug Shepherd yeah. is a centre um Affinity yeah. second line there. So Tessier was a sent well, what yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um see so yeah, I'd say it was pro- possibly Tessier. an Ashley yeah, Tate. That would on that. make sense. Would By the way, sense.
1: Dan Tessier is a guy, regardless of points who is I would have nowhere near a devil's roster. Uh, well okay. this is awkward. <laughs> 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 and I hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> and, some, and, some, s- and some stories and there, friends.
0: Then do it. <laughs> well, I, I think we better get on with our second choice. I, Mine is no, Dan Tese. No, I want to stay on this. <laughs> no, no. Look, my choice it. is Dan Tese. Oh, is it? my, oh. my, my, oh, my is I, Dan, Dan Tessier. Dan Tessier. Tessier I think you joking. The first iteration of Dan Tese, who played for Nottingham yeah. in yeah. that in that first round, was oh, was, was lights out. Go to me, it. Was lights out yeah. that Dan Tese? Yes. But I, I've got a feeling. I used to think highly of you. So, are you talking about on? Because this is this is kind of,
2: where do we separate the discussion? Are you talking about playing ability or are you talking about guy in the locker room?
1: Locker room. Yeah. So that's why I'd have him nowhere near. So this sums up Dan, Dan Tessier to me. First year in Sheffield. Yeah. Got his stats here. 52 games, 84 points. Yeah. That's a massive, massive point haul. He gets 15 points, I believe, in the playoffs. Yeah. But he thinks he's got 16 points, which would take him to 100. Right. And Sheffield got knocked out of the playoffs in the, maybe in the quarterfinal or something. Yeah, because it was our famous, where is Dante S.A.? He's playing golf today. He's playing golf today. Yeah. And all that. And he is going apeshit because he thinks he's been diddled of an assist that would take him up to 100 points. And he cares about that 100 points more than getting knocked out of the playoffs. Doesn't go anywhere near a devil's roster for me. Gaz, obviously you
0: <laughs> I, Well, I was going back and forth on it because there is a, for me, a quality Dan SA and uh, there is, for lack of a better term, an overweight yes. Dan SA from later stints in the league where... I believe I, it's known as Jake Galbraith syndrome. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> where I don't think his heart was uh, in hockey anymore. But that first... He doesn't have a heart, guys. <laughs>
2: Ken Priestley's gonna be on the phone. This is gonna go nuts.
0: Uh, but that first iteration, that guy who turned up for Nottingham and they were flying with yeah. him before
1: he left mid-season. But there we go. Left mid-season. Yes. He did leave oh, mid-season. He's, he's doing well. He Left mid-season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not even to go to the top league in the country. Okay, it's Switzerland. But play, so just, <laughs> just 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 to
2: support guys a little bit, playing ability-wise, and and I guess this is where we. You know, come back to my idolisation of Rick Brabant. Playing ability wise, Tessier was could be a stud if he wanted to be. There's
0: another ding what? for uh, Rick mo- Brabant coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Every episode. <laughs> <Just the reason laughs> Every episode. Yeah. Um,
1: no, he he was a top top player. Yeah. Um, I, I remember <laughs> I remember when he that first spell with Nottingham, I remember that there something had happened and there was a scrum going on. And I grabbed hold of Tessier Yeah. and I think he like turtled or something and I didn't do anything mean yeah. he's the top scorer in the league. Yeah, I'll show a bit of respect. Yeah. And I remember Mike Garrow, super nice guy, you know, yeah. very fair player, coming up to me and going, if you ever get the chance to pound Tessier, <laughs> then, then just do it. Just do it. Uh, and then I think I did it in, yeah. in in the Cardiff there was a game in yeah. in the BBT where there was the same scrum. And I always used to try and get in his face because, yeah. you know, he was a good player. Yes. And yeah, there was a scrum and like yeah, I didn't let it up that time. <laughs> yeah. He nice was part
0: fun. of that making the cut series he as was, well. Yes. There was a, a reality show in Canada with the winners yeah. got training camp places. Yeah. Lou Dickinson was in that. Yeah. And, and, and PC Druan and Jeff um, Brown. And the and there was was fr- guy death. that played in
1: Hull. Might have ended up winning it, maybe a demon? Yes, there was, but for the yeah. life of me, can't remember no. what his
2: name was. No. Which but... which surprises me because Hull Demon is our strong subject.
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah you know, it, it sort of brings us back to the gun too soon like that was our own version of making the cut was that training camp in Brest yeah BBS <laughs> <Beavis> one punch <laughs> and Bezzi Sacratini who did make the cut yes <laughs> absolutely
0: um, so yes Tessier was on my list Tessius. I wasn't uh, well, point, I, just, yeah. I just didn't know that when he was would, fit uh, he was great that I, it would poke the beer so. I love that <laughs> I'm scared
2: to say somebody now just in case
0: uh, so, yes, that was my uh, second choice, John. Which you're... has already been thrown out. Yeah, so yeah gonna... I have no great hope of yeah. that <laughs> making the final
2: <laughs> cost. Uh Second choice. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go for my big gun. And again, it might be Franny uh, refutes this as the sort of guy he was off the ice. I don't know. Or, um, but I'm going to play the big gun and go Theo Fleury. yeah um, mm-hmm okay, they fell off the cliff in the playoffs and, and should have won more and, and uh, you know, him and Ed Courtney love to have a little bit of a moan and the famous uh, Courtney throwing all the sticks, etc., etc. so...
1: And he uh, bit Brad Voss' finger, didn't he?
2: And he bit Brad Voss' finger, but then, you know, who hasn't uh, around <laughs> this table? Um, so, yes, I'm not sure whether... Uh, fantastic how he turned his life around um, in terms of the, mm-hmm. the demons he faced and anyone who's read his book, it's a, a hugely... Uh, Uh, interesting and inspiring book of course the the uh, the legacy that came with him you know Stanley Cup winner in 89 with Calgary and and obviously the owners and Todd would remember that growing up in that city and and he would be a folk hero for for them and um was great for the Rangers and 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 pretty good for the Avalanche and and when he came over here um you know he'd been playing in the Allen Cup he was he was out of shape it wasn't the the Theo Fleury that that you saw in the NHL and yes the elite league wasn't as as good then but to have a player like that uh, and I think in his debut against Edinburgh I think he I think scored he up
1: in like nine points or something didn't he yeah and a, a and a a fight. fight as well a of fight, yeah.
2: um and it was a, it was a marquee signing at a time where we were only two or three years uh, separated from Super League going bust and so I think ice hockey was a little bit of a joke in this country so to get Theo Fleury over here was pretty special and as a player um you know, you could
0: argue he's probably the best player to, to, that's come over. It's one of those things. Yeah. yeah, I still can't really believe it happened. No, it was it was one of those. I remember because it, it was very early on. His first away game was possibly in the. Yeah, and the Wales National ice Ed, Ed Patterson
2: put himself against him. Ed Patterson played as a centre ice and almost just got in his face all night. And, and I,
0: there was a little coming together with Vez where Vez says, I don't have to pay to watch you anymore. Yeah. Which got him a headlock. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, a bit of a... And then there was yeah. an interview afterwards yes. where you know, he yeah. was more like rugby. Yeah, he and did say Bush League. I kind of like think that tainted that signing from a league perspective for Cardiff fans. because I know what you ob- mean. He was obviously going to play hard for his team and yeah he was obviously a, a guy who wasn't afraid to to say things to no to get get a, a reaction out of people but I think looking back we maybe resented I didn't
2: think we appreciated us. him for having him in this league and no I, I think and he won a league title
0: for all it might have
2: been a little bit of a, a joke for him he, he he won a lead title with with, with Belfast that year um, in a side I think included Mike Minard as their netminder who was I thought one of the worst netminders I've ever seen play <laughs> uh, that's a different topic that's a different topic he um, can go in the team with Tessier he can go in the team with Tessier <laughs> <laughs> be a good night out though uh, uh, but yeah I, I, you know I just when, you, when you've got a guy who's won a Stanley Cup and, and the resume he has and even though he was playing as this it, it, as if this was a little bit of a bush league I thought that the skill level he
0: brought, I would have Flurry.
1: Yeah, wasn't he a top ten goal scorer in the all time NHL yeah, goal I think scorers so. or something yeah. like that? I mean, he also went
0: back as well. To he, to, he had a
1: crack. He had another he
0: training did, camp and another yeah. couple of pre so he could so he could retire as a flame. didn't yeah. he? he went back and, and tried to. But I know that there was it. a narrative that maybe yes, there was an outside chance that he, yeah. he was gonna absolutely he, he was gonna do it. So. Well, he certainly
1: earned. Into look, didn't he, for everything else he done in his career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, on a s- similar basis, like Yaga going back, yeah. you know, and, and having a, another couple of looks. Um, yeah, just looking at Fleury 34 games, 22 goals, 52 assists, 74 points, 270 penalty minutes. Wow. Does Theo Fleury need to take 270 <laughs> penalty no, minutes? But I think he knew what already- he. In the two thousand and five, two thousand and six elite. League.
2: But but Todd might be better place to answer this. I think Theo Fleury came over here thinking I I'm just going to be box office. People are paying to see my name maybe. And and I it was almost like he was a bit of the class clown. But he was a very very good hockey player, class clown. I, I, I yeah. think he. I mean,
1: he played with a chip on his shoulder in the NHL, and he played with a chip over his shoulder in the AHL. Yeah. I remember hitting him, and he like chased me down the ice saying like, "Don't know I am." Yeah. Like, yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, and I think I replied to him, like, well, you're playing in the same league as me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Did um, you sit around and say, I got Glenn
0: Anderson's only assist in this <laughs> country? <can>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's what taints it for me. I think Gaz hit the nail on the head then. You know, he went away from the league, like, slagging off the league and yes. the standard, didn't he, and stuff like no, that. And no, 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 no. I mean, you could argue Theo Fleury would get in any leagues all-time absolutely top five if he played in those leagues because he is you know he it's, it's is a fair a point Hall of Fav- is he a Hall of Favre? Uh I,
2: I assume he would be now I'd, yeah because yeah, he's more than seven and yeah, if he isn't he's going to be in a conversation yeah, yeah. he's going to he be he? in a conversation at some point no he must be in the Hall of Favre. but look, look maybe I'm I'm suggesting him based on Olympic what, gold medal yeah Olympic in, in Salt Lake no. um, maybe I'm suggesting him based on, on, on what he did prior to coming to Belfast but I think well no
1: but even in the league he was you know he was Head and shoulders above, you know, he could do things that others couldn't. Yes. Which is what you'd expect from Theo Fleury, but you don't always get it, do you? No. You know, when, when something high profile comes along, it's no. the expectation, it doesn't always kind of yeah. do that, you know. All Glenn Fe-
2: Anderson did was eat steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mugged off a credit card. <laughs> well. yeah. 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 Um, but yeah,
1: Fleury, uh, on the foreside, he did bring that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Like he still cared, which yeah. is a massive plus. You know, on the, on the con side, I, I mean, he didn't always carry himself in, no, he in didn't. the right way. And I don't like how he exited the league and no. slagged it off where, you know, he, he had, hadn't he'd been playing in, like you say. The, it was Alan Cup, wasn't it? He, he was well, playing, I, don't huh? know, I don't think it was that. It was for the Horse Lake Thunder in yeah. the NPHL Senior League. Oh, okay. Um, which I do believe Kip Noble played for. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so.
2: Um, just a team full well, of they, stubby, they did, stocky did, men they did, they who were good in. hockey players.
1: <laughs> they did play in the Allen Cup as well, you okay. right, John, of course, because it's prior to 2006, so you're bound to get it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, hadn't played the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a player, yes. No, that's fair. As a, as a, I, I, I don't know. I, I almost want to take him out of the equation just because he's... You know, a super exception, isn't he? Okay. Of... But
2: anyway. I don't mind taking him off the table, but uh, I, I think, he, you know, when you've got a guy who's won a Stanley Cup and, and is a Hall of Famer and gold medal winner and has one of the coolest celebrations in, in hockey that's still used on Hockey Night in Canada, I, you know, <laughs> he was worth mentioning. Definitely. Absolutely.
0: Franny, your second forward choice? Oh, my second forward choice...
1: I hope this is one I can get angry about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think John could get angry about it. Oh, God, okay. He's a guy that was almost a devil. Yeah. Okay. Jason Ruff.
2: Yes. Why would I be angry about that?
1: Didn't you get angry that that we were going to sign him and then we didn't? Or was that somebody else?
2: That's somebody else.
1: Oh, no, that was someone else. Oh, no, (laughs) you thought we were getting... Ed Courtney, when you didn't you? That's that was, right? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
2: Jason Ruff, I was really excited Jason, about. Yeah, he we, almost made
0: my
1: list as well. He was yeah. on the short list, but then he pulled out. So he m- pulled maybe, out. maybe, he shouldn't, <laughs> maybe he shouldn't put him up there. But um, yeah, and I thought he was like the complete player. Yeah, because he played centre as well, he which did. is quite unusual for such a tall guy. Yeah, um, tough as nails, um, could do it all. Couldn't he? Yeah, you know, he could. He could score, could. Hit could find, yeah. could set him up. Yeah. Um. And yes, that I love having that strong spine down the middle for centers. Yeah. And you know, for him to lead the charge.
2: I was really because because Dave Whistle signed him. Uh, First signing. Yeah. About off season. And he was meant to be captain. I remember we had the shirt printed for him because I think we auctioned off the shirt and, and what have you. Yeah, we got John Cullen, who was a, a, a you know pretty good in his own right. But yeah, Jason. So why
0: did he pull out? Do we? I was, was hoping you'd know. know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Was he? You know, he was about thirty-four, wasn't he? So whether he had
0: yeah, sure he job opportunity
2: and... And, and, but he did come back, didn't he? He, he played...
0: did. He played one season for the Kansas City Outlaws in the year he was meant to be in Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he went then... back
1: home. He went back home, yeah. and then he came back. And then to he Belfast came back the year after years, to
0: Belfast and uh, spent two more seasons
1: in a Giants chase. Okay. Yeah. My lasting memory of Jason Ruff is uh, we used to go to life after the game yes. on Sunday. Uh, so, obviously, when we were in the WNIR, yeah. um, Phil Hill, third mention for Phil yeah. Hill. Wow, he's... Um, yeah, so we, we, we go there, and they used to do this power play thing, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where when the organ music came yeah. on, you could exchange your empty bottle of beer for a full yes. one. So, we used to <laughs> literally have a full beer... Music would come on yeah. and you'd like chug it down as quick as we could. <laughs> and the aim was to try and exchange, you know, you'd exchange yeah. it for a full one for free. Yeah. But you'd try and chug that one to get a second beer during this two minute power play. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it didn't end too well for Phil Hill this one night. He was, you know, quite, quite a lot younger at the time. And he went up to Jason Ruff and he was trying to like admire him. You yeah. Know, and he's like, good Jason Ruff. How much do you weigh? I always be, always good open line. I could, I could bench press you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Phil Hill's stronger conversation with Jason Ruff that we uh, we like to bring up from time to time. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might make the cut just for that story. <laughs> I think
2: you should make the cut just for that story. So I should go back, actually, I don't go, but, um, and this is not a, a cheap pop as Mick Foley would say, in terms of defence yeah. for his honourable mentions, should we give Kelman a mention? Because he was pretty top draw. He was? Super League with... Bracknell and, and, and even though he was a veteran when he came back the second time and he took it as a bit of a joke um, Did he? Well when he when he said because he, he tells that story is he told me when he was he was sort of selling photocopiers or something when he came back to Belfast in the <laughs> Elite League and you know he wasn't it's was, it was just so he didn't have to do an office job and, and, and what have you but he wasn't a bad defenceman No he
1: definitely was I mean he um, not definitely a bad defenceman definitely, was, <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. wasn't yeah. a bad defenceman um, yeah he was he, he was a leader, wasn't he? And yeah. You can see from the the guy that you know, and what he's gone on to do uh, off ice in hockey that you know he's always going to be a leader there. Um, I'm sure he was a, a go to guy for yeah. Wiss as well. Um, put up a know. lot of points, like, I think. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. put up points, but but very solid in his own yes. end too. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think every team would have taken a Todd Kalman. That's the only nice thing I'm saying about him ever. But. Well, I thought you were going to mention that he may have held a
0: record for a short amount he's of time. He's, he's <laughs> the second leading defenseman scorer in
2: Belfast history, which uh, I think you should be very proud about. It's no embarrassment to me, Jeff Mason shadow. <laughs> uh, it's just a room where they've
0: taken number 44 down from the rafters. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. We're on to our last forward nominations. Um, I will tentatively. <laughs> no, mine is uh, Adam Calder. And yeah. we obviously had the Adam Calder-Dan Carlson partnership. Yeah. But Adam Calder went and did it on his own mm-hmm. as well without Carlson. Yeah. And he was still effective and he was still that go-to guy. So I have no hesitation in thinking that this one's got a better chance than my last pick. <laughs> Adam Calder is uh, who I am going to put forward.
2: Probably the first, you know, we talked about Ed Courtney being a natural goal scorer. I know Ed Courtney um, did come into the Elite League as well. We talked about John Pele being a natural goal scorer. Um, but Bacolder's the guy maybe you think of initially in those formative Elite League years. You were just scared every time he was on the ice. Um, and, and, and Carlson did a lot of the two way play and was a great point machine in his own right. But um, yeah, you know, as goal scorers go. Um, Adam Calder was was pretty phenomenal,
1: and still holds the record for the all time um, most points in a season in the elite league. Fifty four games, forty nine goals, fifty six assists for one hundred and five <sighs> points. Yeah, which That's is as a
0: complete a season as you can get, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, wow. You know, I mean, he, he just to put special. it into
1: context, when Pels played on that record breaking team and got his fifty five goals or whatever it was um it was from 95 points same amount yeah. of games so he's done 10 more points than uh yeah than pals yeah he
2: uh he was he was nominal, and um you know credit to him then he he, he developed brits when he went into the, the epl was it Slough, milton keynes maybe and, it was slow for a
0: couple of years then yeah. and his last season was at Milton keynes yes so he, he he
2: gave a little bit back to the game i thought and i remember reading in power play he was you know, working with with
0: juniors and things like that. So uh, very well thought of. Very well um, thought of. Yeah. But, uh, that that year, he got 105 points. The closest to him was Peter Campbell, who played for Bays and yeah. Stoke in Belfast, and he finished with 91. Okay.
2: So yeah, Peter Belfast, Campbell,
1: a guy we that we were, almost signed we him. We were close yeah. to getting before he went across to uh, to Belfast. Yes. Him and Stevie Lyle went from Bays. Yeah, and they did to,
0: to Belfast. They did. And Dan Carlson was coming in third with 89 points. So you've got a partnership. That's quite a <laughs> they, partnership. They've basically got 200 yeah. points. And yeah. they were untouchable. I know Franny yeah. absolutely says Paul Thompson was
2: very clever with the, the uni places and, and and Coventry broke the mold with that. Um, but but that, that you, you still got to have the guys that, was, that yeah, deliver. That
1: success was based around four guys, I think. Yeah. Um, Layman, who's our goalie. and yeah. here, <laughs> uh, Calder Carlson and Neil Martin. Yeah. They, they were the spine. Absolutely. They, they were the consistent. Um, pieces yeah. through that that winning era, absolutely. Where Coventry, you know, pretty much. Dominated. Oh, they dominated. Yeah.
2: They absolutely dominated. So, uh, yeah. no, cold is a great shout, and yeah. uh, and sadly
1: no longer with us. Yes, and, yes, uh, it's such yeah, a very very sad, very and, tragic. Uh, great job that the Coventry guys did up there, hugely. Um, you know, to, to help him out in his uh, in his time of need. Yes, yeah, absolutely. and obviously Ian. the the shirt
2: hangs in the rafters now, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yep. And rightly so. Yeah,
1: and
0: it's it's a name that's going to sort of live on across yeah, every yeah. rink, really. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who ever. Yes, sort of. Were supporting at that time he's always going to remember Adam Calder and rightly so. Absolutely, John. Your second pick or your third pick? Sorry, uh, third pick. pick uh,
2: again, it's probably a, a little bit of a, a, an obvious one. And again, I'm not sure this guy was essentially the, the, the greatest person off the ice, but I'd, I'd probably go for David Ling uh, in Nottingham. I thought again there was only uh, there's a Nottingham is a great organization that is run well by by Gary Moran. It's a great fan base, uh, a nice place to play. But you can't get away from the fact that they've only won one league title. They should have won more. So I look at key guys that got them that title in uh, in, in maybe the the along with Sheffield the the most pressurized environment in in, in British hockey. And, and David Ling, uh, I thought was a was a difference maker. And he,
1: um, he was supposedly too old, wasn't he? He was supposedly too <laughs> old. supposedly too old. He came in and. What, how, how old exactly was he? Hang on, mate. thirty-five, thirty-six when he 30, signed the first time,
2: maybe, because he came back a second time briefly. He did. Didn't he? Maybe in thirty-seven when he signed. Yeah,
1: twelve. Because so he came 30, thirty-seven. He came into the league at thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, like I said before, I wasn't a fan of older guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought past their prime, and mm-hmm. you know, Lane Olmer has transformed that for me. Yes um Ling did as well yeah because when Nottingham you know we talked about Lehman digging, cover, um, Lehman digging Sheff- Sheffield yeah. out holes before when they, you know they were on to their championship when Nottingham had nothing yeah. Ling would just do a spark of genius and it might be the only thing he did all game it might be the only thing he did all game um, but he was a difference maker you knew what he was going to do on the power play too you know he was that so you played the half hole on the power play yeah he Pretty much, you knew he was looking to go back door to mm-hmm. David Clark yep. every single time. Just try stopping it. No. Because <laughs> he, he would show you everything else to try yeah. and just kind of drag somebody out the way, and then he's hitting it right on the money. And Clark, yeah. great goal scorer. Yes. Um, you know, he wasn't missing from there. Um, I
2: thought he, saw he was an underrated stick handler as well. I thought David Ling could could, could handle a puck yeah. very, very well. His
1: penalty shots I seem to remember that uh, you know he dug, dug out a few penalty yeah. shots, didn't he? Not quite the Jade Galbraith who had that Not special. Yeah. You know, back he's going backhand, him he's himself. going backhands. Still yeah. can't save it. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. He knew what he's doing and you know, yeah. he makes it look like he's gonna do something different, does exactly the same every time yeah. he scores. But Ling, you know, he had that you know, he, he had confidence in himself. He did. Um you know, again, very smart use by Corey Nielsen. So yes. I can't believe that's twice now. I've stuck up a Corey Nielsen yeah. on this podcast. Um, he didn't play him on. He didn't play him on any penalty killing. No, uh, he limited his ice time. Special teams get a power play. He was yeah. on the ice first, David Ling. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: we've talked now about so many sort of experienced guys. Yeah. That Nielsen brought in that year. You had Brandon Benedict as well. yeah that Bre- year that he Absolutely. brought in. As well. and you just think, why did they never go back to I'm, that I'm style of am surprised
2: they went they went away from the, model. the closest they the to it was the year they the year they the the Challenge Cup the and won the playoffs. And the and but for a, a dodgy November, I, I thought they should middle of the middle You know, when Cam the was there, the they were the really team to really roll four yeah. lines. Uh, I thought they should have won the league that year um, you know they didn't because they weren't consistent enough in that winter period but yeah I was always surprised that, that Nottingham slightly went away from the model that, that made them so successful yeah, in that, that season
0: Weaver, Ling, Benedict that's, yeah. that's a spine right there that, it,
1: know,
2: it, was... it is uh, you know Kowalski backing them up it was, it was yeah. winners it was difference makers because I think
1: when you've got a guy like Ling who's not the biggest effort guy no because he's there for purely talent and mm-hmm. you know highlight real stuff You've got to balance that out with a guy like Brandon Benedict, who yeah. will just work every minute, every second yes. of every day.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with David Ling as my third choice.
1: So is it just down to me now? Just it's
2: down to you. the
0: last choice.
1: And I've got two names here. Oh, you need to pick one. And, and the know. other one goes with the Honourable But I'm going to talk, yeah. talk about both. Okay, my two names are Colt King. Yes, okay. yeah, okay. And the second one's Adam Keefe.
2: Adam Keefe, uh, yeah. That's
1: and and I'm talking now as these are people that we would like to have seen yes. as Devils. So as, you know, great the player Adam Calder is, yep. um, great player David Ling is, Devils Hockey has yep. been built around that kind of grit and that kind of, you know, the excitement yep. of you know, physical play and all that kind of stuff. Um Colt King, it never worked out for him in Sheffield, no, it didn't. did it? And I think it would have been a whole different story if he'd been in Cardiff. And, you know, we rumoured for him every year. Yep. And we spoke to him for three years in a row. Um, and he was. It's, it still makes me mad to this day. Uh, not quite as mad as Dan Tessier. But, uh, <laughs> oh, but, man, no. but no, in terms <laughs> of frustration that Colt King was never a Cardiff devil, um, is that I spoke to his, uh, I spoke to him directly... Um, two years in a row, um. So that was the reason it, it got out that we Colt King might come to Cardiff is because back in the days when Facebook was quite mm-hmm. new, if you befriended someone, it would come up on everybody's timeline. Yes, it would. Neil Francis is now friends with Colt King, <laughs> so it came up, and then the rumor started. Uh, and we were talking to him, and you know he was really nice in his reply and said, "Look, it's something that's always interested me going overseas. Interested in coming to the UK." Um, not quite ready yet, I want to spend, you know, some more time mm-hmm. in, in North America. I was like, you okay if I check in with you next year? Absolutely. Uh, so, he did the same again, and he's like, you know, thinking about it, but I just, you know, I've mm-hmm. still got this kind of desire to see one more year out in North America. The year after, an agent that we were used to dealing with, and that you know, we got some really good players and I had a good relationship with, became Colt King's agent. So i was like this is brilliant yeah because he's obviously he's got an agent for a reason he's looking to come over finally we've already got the relationship so this should be a shoe in um so i didn't contact colt king directly this time i went through the agent and what the the, the stupid thing that i should have twigged is that the agent was also the agent of ryan infinity uh, Ryan infinity had just become yeah. sheffield steelers head coach um So I spoke to him, and I was like, look, I spoke to Colt King last two Mm -hmm. years, he's interested in coming, you're his agent now, can we get something done? And he said, look, there's three clubs that, you know, I think you'll come to. One is um, uh, Hull, Mm -hmm. because Sylvain Cloutier was quite a good friend of his, Um, Finna in Sheffield and yourself. So what I'll do is I'll I'll leave it up to, when Colt is ready to talk, I'll Mm -hmm. leave it up to uh, to you three mm-hmm. to, to have a chat with him. I don't think he's gonna to go to Hull because he, mm-hmm. he's got the choice of Cardiff or Sheffield. Um, but I leave it up to you you three to, you know, to put whatever yeah. you want on the table. I thought, okay, that's a really fair way. I'd ask him every week, is Colt ready to speak yet? No. Is Colt ready to speak yet? Mm-hmm. No. Is Colt ready to speak yet? No. And then I read each other of Sheffield. Yeah. Never even got a chance to speak to him that year. And I, it, yeah. We didn't deal with that agent for a, quite a while. Well, we, we mended the bridge now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I just didn't like that at all, that it was, you know, it was Finna's agent and he kind of goes up us on it without even giving us a fair chance because...
2: I didn't know Dan Tessier had become an agent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a right Dan Tessier move. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can get that trending in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan That's Tessier a real Dan Tessier move. move. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah I I think and ironically Finner ended up sacking him didn't he he did did. at the end of the year I mean he had put up points he'd put up fights he'd done everything but you know there was a clash of personalities I think and I'm not not sure the the, the entire story and they ended up sacking him Mm -hmm. I think had he come the the weakness on Colt King is that he wasn't the quickest skater Um, in the BBT I think he would have been dynamite he would Mm -hmm. have been that much closer to making bigger hits he'd have been that much closer to having sort of the confrontation yeah. to get to get the fights going because he was as tough as oh, he was you know and an amazing fighter to watch too very open uh, and i think he could have been an absolute cult hero for a number of years yeah as he, as he come to cardiff so that's my picture cult king um, the other guy is adam keith mm-hmm. um who i mean i i think he just I, I don't need to say much about him in terms of the leadership that he brought to Belfast for all the years he's yeah. there, and obviously it's turned out really well in Belfast. And mm-hmm. he was a, you know, a, a captain there, an absolute cult hero. Now he's gone on to be a, a coach and a successful one at that. And he's really embraced the city. So you know, he's definitely made the right right move in terms of.
2: So let me ask you this, just to be awkward. If we are actually balancing a line, and maybe you only take one power forward, yeah, if you take Debian or Keith.
1: Do you take Debbie and or Keith? Because I love them both.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. Keith is probably, arguably, the best leader uh, in terms of a captain we've we've seen in this yeah. league.
1: It, if I was going long term, as in building a team to build a dynasty, mm-hmm. I would take Adam Keith because of you. The, because of the, I don't know, the leadership. Yeah, and the, the kind of aura around him. I mean, the way he used to lead the charge. Yes um in the bbt where it previously been a fortress and he's gone no no i'm not having that yeah and he just absolutely ran riot in there with his sidekick lloyd as well you know i, I threw that there would you take daryl lloyd in a you, yeah in shirt? sure <laughs> would you i mean we, we know he listens to the podcast he uh Darryl. he kindly sends does. a few messages of support yeah <laughs> um, but uh yeah um Keith, Keith was the main guy, wasn't he? He was. He was the, uh, what I loved about Keith is that he was very smart as an enforcer. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you ever see him take a dumb penalty? No. No? No. If they were in a hole, did he do something that mm-hmm. would... Like, he had that natural ability to get somebody into something they didn't want to be involved in because, you know, if you're winning a game against Belfast, you shouldn't even get involved. Yeah. Somehow he would draw people into something. Absolutely. Kickstart his team and they'd get a win. So, yeah, Adam Keith in terms of building, you know, I think he's proven in Belfast that mm-hmm. he's, you know, you can do that and, you know, he's obviously gone on to, to, to coaching nope, now. No, I respect that. In, in a one-off season, mm-hmm. Debian is a better player. Um, you know, he's got the toughness as well that Keith had, um, but I think he's a, probably a better player, so. Yeah, that's,
0: Yeah. I, I'd agree entirely with it. So, I mean, are we just... then? you have four picks, or have you going to have to choose between... <laughs> it's my name which... on the podcast. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah. <laughs> less, 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 less JD doesn't sound as good, <laughs> it? Let's not get into that again.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you are a real fantastic about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how are we doing this? Well, uh, okay, make me choose one. Make me choose one. Cult King or Adam Keefe? I'm going to go with Adam Keefe. Um... On the basis of yeah. proven quality over a number of years, I've no doubt that Colt King would have been able to do it had he, you know, had he signed for the Devils instead yeah. of Sheffield and stayed around <laughs> the league longer. But on the basis of what Keith achieved over a number of years, Adam Keith. Okay. okay so now we have to go through. <laughs> well, guys, I'll be completely honest with you.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll pick my three, and I'll let you guys decide. If I was building the line, why are you going, Ian? Huh? It's five past eight. <laughs> or a different time zone if you're Daryl Lloyd. Um, I, I, I think I as a natural because I'm I'm thinking in my head, and I know Franny's going who would be a great devil, I'm thinking great line and, and trying to balance the lines out. I would go colder as my goal scorer. Um, Franny actually won me over on I I love Adam Keefe. I was gonna go Debian, but Franny won me over on Keefe. Um as kind of my rink rats leader, you know, get things going, but also can chip in with a big goal.
0: And uh, obviously, Tessier. And obviously, Tessier. <laughs> Shooter one, sorry. So, so who did, just, just to be clear, who did we have? We had, so my three choices were Jeff LeGree, Tessier, and Adam Calder. Uh, I had Ling Fleury,
2: and I can't even remember who my first choice was. It was, it was about three years ago, Debian.
1: <laughs> and I had. Joey Talbot, Jason Ruff, Adam Keith. Yeah. Oof. John, you were just about to make... Like, a, did, a did, Talbot, did Talbot play centre? Or did... No. Laguille played centre, Talbot right wing. To... And, 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 and A another on the left wing. Okay. Because nobody yeah. remembers that. No A another. Hey, sorry, actually Tatum. Yeah. Ashley Tate, you that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great, great player. Of job. Yeah, you did a hell of a job.
2: Do you know what? I uh, Even though we didn't talk about it much out of those, and again... Based on his first spell, I, I maybe would have Jason Ruff centre in that line. I thought like, you're going to say Tessie then. <laughs> oh no no, no, no no! I was no, going to send
1: you out of Gaz's
0: house again. <laughs> yeah. That's why I missed the last one. <laughs> uh, so you, your three would be called uh, Ruff as my centre, and Keith. Yeah. Mm. What a line. Maybe a mixture Ruff. of
2: everything there with with Elfring Weaver Weaver Layman. and Layman. and Mike Blaisdell is my coach we're going to go there coaches that I would have loved to have seen come (laughs) to the Devils I'll go Mike Blaisdell
0: I will back Keith as well for mine because I just think when we're talking about a Devils line it does encapsulate a lot of what imagine them playing in the BBT yeah well as a fan base when you think of who would a devil's fan base gravitate towards, yeah. and who would have the most pack sponsorships and yeah. all that? I, I gave it back to the
1: community. Yeah, he's still doing it. No, agreed. Yeah, so Absolutely. Keith,
0: I think is locked in on our on our line. Yep, for that. I would
2: agree. Okay, go on. I've put myself on the line. You two, so who are you
1: Guys stopped after one player. So, <laughs> <laughs> who else you got, guys? It's your two.
2: You're test. Really <laughs> test you're Tessie Tassie,
0: aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 no, not Even for the like kids. <laughs> no, he, he was quality, and yeah. uh, I, I think he deserved a mention. Absolutely. More than I'm glad album. you mentioned it. Yeah. It's yeah like yeah, you yeah. get off my chest. <laughs> it did seem to be a few <laughs> days. Like 13 years, that's <laughs> <I've> just been <laughs> eating me. Um. Ooh. I w- I would stick with Le as my centre, still. Mm. If I was if I was putting it clutch. down, yeah, I clutch. just think in. I think you look at guys uh, who you know like a he's not as good as Joey Martin in my opinion, but I I put him I put him mm. close well, as
1: to be fair, nobody is.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but as someone who year after year would always show up. Joey Martin's someone you'd almost
1: deserve to have a podcast named after them. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change my name to Joey Martin. Anyway. Uh, if I do boss, I'll be behind the bench with Joey Martin. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it be me, not you, Joey Martin. Sorry,
0: that's oh, what a rebranding job I'd have to do with <laughs> it. My three would be Keith Legui and... Um, well, you suggested colders. You going colder? them? I think I <laughs> think I am. I think I'm going. I'm in mean, a Homer uh, choice at the end. Oh no! Then you've got a and Talbot as a partnership. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with Keith looking after them. Oof. Well, make the call. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm changing my mind. Legree Talbot Keith would be my good view, line. I mean.
1: Legree Talbot Keith. Okay. Adam keeps a lock. Adam keeps a lock. Yeah. yeah. As much of a great player Jeff Legui is, not even a top scorer in his own team mm-hmm. on no, many a it. year. Very funny. Although, big game player, came up when it mattered, would never complain if he was on the Devils team. No, you We'd know, okay. love to have him. Um, for me, just the extra presence of Jason Ruff okay. in the Devils team. I think he just fits the mould a bit yeah. better. Keith Ruff. And now, you got me torn between my own Joey Talbot and, yeah, Adam, Adam Calder. Well, Ruff's locked in because it's two to one. Ruff is a
0: lock-in. Okay. Yep. So, Keith and Ruff are... Uh... So, that... So a of
1: Belfast fans. Yeah, for best dream. But... And, and both of my picks, I just throw them in there. <laughs> yeah. So I could be selfish and go for Talbot, just to get three <laughs> you out of three. You'd be wrong. But yeah. Yeah, However, no. Talbot, right-handed shot, right-winger, keeps a right-winger. I'm going to go with the balance. Adam Calder, still the top scorer ever in the Elite League, yeah. year after year. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind, I don't know why, when I was pulling this together. Um, probably the limited time I spent on research. Um, <laughs> <Shh. but laughs> for balance, I've, got, I've already got the robustness of, I think mm. that's my favourite word on this podcast, robust. But uh, you've got Keith, you've got Ruff, mm-hmm. and then add in the goal-scoring pizzazz of Adam Calder. So what you're saying is you, you, you agree with me and you're going for exactly the same line as it? Yes,
0: okay, <laughs> I am, um, yes, correct. <laughs> Which makes Adam Calder a lock. Adam Calder's a lock. So there is our five of the best players in the Elite league, league era that we would have loved to have had in a Devils jersey. Jordy Lehman, Jonathan Weaver, Calvin Elfring, Adam Keefe, Jason Ruff, Adam Calder. Good line. We were a coaching team that'd be a uh, championship uh, first line right there.
2: We were a coaching team. You'd apply for the Sheffield joke <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got the contacts. Right <laughs> <up there. laughs>
2: um,
0: any any more sort of uh, honourable mentions of the forwards that didn't quite make that cut? Um, I mean, we could be of for days. To be fair, but, so maybe we'll. Yeah,
1: maybe yeah. We'll well, well, there's a guy that's a total left field choice but not saying the first line you know we've just picked an all star line there yeah Yeah. but a guy that, like I think would have been really popular as a third line Mm -hmm. grinder Um, do you remember Kyle Bruce I do played played in Manchester Manchester, then Brayhead yeah one of the guttiest guys ever do you remember that fight Votha had with him Votha must have hit him with 65 punches and he was bleeding all over the place. And he kept going. And Bothell yeah. almost was like begging him to stop. Because he, he felt bad for hitting him so much. And he just kept going. But he also hit like a truck. I always yeah. used to tease Derek Campbell, the good guy, Derek Campbell, um, <laughs> that played for us. Yeah. Uh, Derek Campbell was the second hardest hitter in the league. And yeah. he was like, "Who hits hard. To it. And I was like, Conference. Carl Bruce. Conference. Carl Bruce. Yeah. was like, no way, no way. So I always used to tease him on that. But he used to hit like a truck, show up every night. Fort Vother, yeah, you know, just show, showed up for his team. Massive heart in him. I think he would have been like a, a kind of Tyler Michelle sort yeah. of cult hero. Just that fight you were talking about then, was that the one that occurred
0: after the buzzer? Yeah. At yeah, 60 it, Minutes. And yeah. didn't Perpich fight Kenton Smith? Dude, I think there was a little scrap oh, yeah. that happened just off of Barth and Bruce right. and I think Kenton actually caught Bruce okay. <laughs> a bit of an uppercut I'm sure I'm, I'm right in that
1: I think I was too busy like mopping the blood up the eyes <laughs> from uh, you were punching <laughs> down Tessier and he you playing he still in that scrum. Yeah. Tessier <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit <laughs> uh,
2: get me down honourable shout out for me uh, Vinny Scarsal, who Ooh, I wow, I liked Ooh. a lot in Dundee and Manchester um, thought he played well for his size, I thought he was sort of um, a greasy player you know, he he maybe didn't have the best skating ability in the world but he just seemed to get away from people, uh, could play heads up could play make, and and could score goals Um, what I do remember is when Dundee were beating us in the playoff semi-final uh, a couple of years back um, sort of a turning point was Mark Lewis basically just crumpling him against the, the boards in one of the best checks I've I've seen and, and sort of took him off his game a little bit when he was dictating things along with Justin freiner and a, and a few others. But uh, yeah, always
0: always had a lot of admiration for Vinny Scarpella. And if we are going to take this all star line, John, you mentioned that you'd like to pick a coach. Oh yeah, like no. That,
2: it, who you? Uh, who would you? In a uh, league um, era, well, you know Thompson, as, as um, before he he's been not mocked, but occasionally he becomes the the pantomime villain. You, you can't argue with some of the trophies. He's, he's won. Okay, and, uh,
1: but I, I'll counter that with you look at the success that he had in Coventry yeah. and we've talked about four absolute studs. Yeah. yeah. When they went... Yeah, I'm not hoping for it, it by the way. If, I know, you just said his name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> did I, I interrupt? Just, I just thought you should get some kudos. <laughs> well, I... Yeah. Well, wow. my my assistant coach would be Neil Francis. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <My> mistake, <laughs> but no, I'm just saying that. Yeah. yeah, I always Thompson's commentary era for me was more about those four guys. And yes, he brought them in. I wouldn't disagree. Uh, and then after they went, look at some of the some of the guys he tried to replace yeah. them with. Just don't even not, no 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 not even worthy of being in the same ice rink as those four because he, he's a devil so I can't
2: take Neil Francis as my assistant coach I'm going to have a coaching team a dream team of Mike Blaisdor who I just loved as a player as, as, as everything really uh, initially cutting his teeth as a coach in Nottingham in Heineken and Super League days and then you know a big success in, in Sheffield uh, and my assistant coach and we've mentioned him a lot uh, because I think this is the role he's cut out to be As Corey Neil, so I don't think I've ever enjoyed talking to somebody as much as when I've interviewed well, the Lord, but, but also Corey Nielsen. You know, when I did get the chance to speak to him, I always felt I learned something about the game. So uh, I'd have a coaching team with Mike Blaise there and Corey Nielsen.
0: Man, here are. Is that just
1: is, me, or are you, you, got, are you looking for me? Okay. Joe, um, you know, I haven't even thought about this, so no. I'm feeling prepared. But one name that's jumping out to me um, for what he achieved, what he overachieved. What he then went on to do and what he's doing now, Rob Wilson. Good chap. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Very so good you know, always had an under budget mm-hmm. Vipers team. Yeah. Uh, he got them to be entertaining. We saw he got them to, um, you know, the band of misfits almost yes. into into playoff champion yeah. winners. Then he goes across, I think, to Italy first yeah. and wins it. DL, because yeah. he won it there too, yeah. and now with the OHL, Peterborough. Did he Peace. play a coach in Newcastle initially? He was still yeah, played a coach. Yeah, yeah, logging like ridiculous minutes, yeah. <laughs> putting himself in the penalty shootouts yeah. and scoring. Well, and always, always a good player. Doing it all, yeah, good, good player. Another guy who um, was a good defenseman in Super League. He was a great yeah, player. And, yeah, yeah, um, but he, I mean, he obviously had something, and yeah. he's gone to just yes. kind of use the elite league as a springboard. One in Italy. Gone to the DL maybe even as assistant coach first of all head yeah. coach and then champion he's gone on to, yeah. to the OHL Peterborough repeats looking after Liam Kirk developing yes. him now and some other uh, other talent so Absolutely. yeah good job I mean like, that's literally off the top of my head but I'm happy with it Guys, any, any coaches you should throw into the mix
0: yeah Adam Keith for me I think is yeah. the closest thing to Andrew Lord who I consider to be the best coach in the Elite League here uh, across the board um, I think that he he has a very similar ethos. I think he commands a very similar respect, and I think he's slowly getting his, his rewards. And uh, no doubt, if Andrew Lord wasn't in the elite mm-hmm. league uh, at the moment, I think maybe Keith Kiefer have a few more winners medals in his short.
2: So you're going to replace coach's job That's a lot of burden for this line Ah,
0: it it's okay. It's okay. can handle it. Yeah, he can handle it. Yeah, okay. can handle it. I'll, um yeah, we'll we'll find someone's backing up. Sorry. There okay. we go. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Locked. So there we are and you know next episode we we'll might actually talk about Tony Hand who sparked this conversation <laughs> with Kevin's questions yeah
1: because the answer to that is I, I have no clue how many times <laughs> we tried to sign him because like <laughs> I, I was about 18 at the time we and did. the last thing I was interested in was who you we were signing I was just wondering what clubs we had VIP passes to yeah Worryingly, as an 18 year old, I was worried about who we were
2: signing.
0: This probably tells <laughs> the difference. I <laughs> you, as you t- were on the t- phone again, and yeah. you're in that hotline. So uh-huh.
1: I was walking past you in the queue with my VIP, that's just story. I was over my umbrella going, Have we signed Tony
2: Hand? Yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, In terms of Tony Hand, I know we probably tried for him a few times, but when I interviewed John Lawless, uh, he did say that the first time, not, the, the main time the Coopers left uh, at the end of uh, Wembley 90, um, John tried to replace um, two players with one in Tony Hand. Uh, a deal had been agreed. I think John even said a, a, a car was, was sorted out for him. Uh, and then at the last minute, he, uh, he decided it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. So I don't know how many times we tried to get him, but certainly in the summer of 1990, John Wallace thought he had him. Um, I always wonder what number he would have worn in Cardiff, though. He wore sixteen <laughs> in Sheffield. He couldn't have worn number nine because uh, John Wallace had that at the time. But um, maybe, that the maybe that was the deal breaker. Maybe that was <laughs> the
0: deal breaker. Yeah, yeah Weeze wouldn't give out his number. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that is uh, that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and keep uh, all of your questions rolling in because we will do a questions episode. This was a little detour from the questions that were uh, posed to us. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter machine, and we would uh, enjoy your tweets at BTB Franny. And we will be back with a new episode very shortly, guys. Before we can, uh, can I see some of those tweets? Let's open it up. Your favourite memories of Dan <laughs> uh,
2: So let's let's get a scrapbook together. Maybe Franny can present <laughs> it to
0: him. But let's get those tweets in. Your favourite memories of Dan Tessier. <laughs> I look forward to the Dan Tessier episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I also look forward to finding him on Twitter and giving him a follow. And tagging him into the podcast. But for now, I'll be Gareth Hewish, John Donovan. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me back, guys. And of course, Neil Francis. Thank you. And we'll be back soon. Good night, everybody.